2: behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.
0: From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning, I'm Lily Jamali. The number of deaths from COVID-19 in California now tops 10,000, half of them in Los Angeles County. And with new cases there reaching the 200,000 mark, KPCC's Jackie Fortier reports the county now has the highest number of reported COVID-19 cases of any in the U.S.
3: That's more than other large
0: population counties like Florida's Miami-Dade or Maricopa County in Arizona. But Timothy Brewer, an epidemiologist and medical doctor at UCLA, says we should pay more attention to the case rate to get a sense of how things are going.
4: Unfortunately, our case rate has continued to rise. It's currently running about
0: 1,870 cases per 100,000 population. To put that in perspective, back in April, we were around 400 cases per 100,000 population. Brewer says testing and contact tracing need to be expanded, and people who are positive need help to isolate completely to stop the spread. Since January, the coronavirus has killed 4,869 people in L.A. County. That makes it the second leading cause of death after coronary heart disease, and far deadlier than the flu. For the California Report, I'm Jackie Fortier in Los Angeles. Essential workers across the state continue to be disproportionately impacted by the coronavirus. In Santa Cruz, outbreaks at agricultural facilities are becoming more prevalent, and officials are demanding more precautions and accountability. KQED's Hannah Hageman brings us this
3: update. At least 98 farm workers have tested positive for coronavirus in Santa Cruz as of Thursday, but... This is just the beginning for the Central Coast and for our South County. That's Dr. Catherine Forrest, a board member with the California Academy of Family Physicians in Santa Cruz. On Wednesday, County Health Officer Dr. Gail Newell announced three outbreaks. Those farms are in the Watsonville region, according to officials who say they've launched investigations into the cases. So far, the county has leased ninety rooms at a Watsonville Inn to shelter people who live in shared households such as agricultural workers should they need to quarantine still, there's a lot more to be done to prevent farm workers from getting sick. Dr. Forrest said, switching to cloth masks as opposed to disposables, how to do workplace flow so that workers don't have to congregate when they are, for instance, dropping food off. Almost all of the masks distributed to Santa Cruz farm workers have been single use. That's according to County Agricultural Commissioner Juan Hidalgo. He says growers are taking efforts to prevent the spread of COVID-19, but some workers are at higher risk than others.
4: Maintaining some of the physical distancing is probably easier if you're doing strawberries and raspberry harvesting. Anybody be more difficult if you're harvesting some of the leafy vegetables like lettuce.
3: Ultimately, these distancing and masking guidelines are just that. To work, Hidalgo says, they rely on the good faith of the growers. For The California Report, I'm Hannah Hageman in Santa Cruz.
0: A federal judge in San Francisco has ordered U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement to do COVID tests on all detainees at a privately owned facility in Bakersfield. That's after at least nine people held there were diagnosed with the coronavirus. KQED's Farida Javila romero reports.
4: Federal District Judge Vince Chabria ordered ICE to test the 120 or so people locked up at the Mesa Verde facility at least weekly and segregate them if they're positive. The agency must also stop new intakes for now. Emmy McLean with the San Francisco Public Defender's Office represents detainees in this case.
3: Social distancing so remains totally impossible and people are terrified. There
5: are individuals who have called crying saying, I am afraid that the only way out of Mesa Verde is going to be in a body bag.
4: Judge Chabria says ICE and GEO Group, the company that owns and operates Mesa Verde, can't be trusted to keep detainees safe on their own because they've responded to the public crisis in, quote, such a cavalier fashion. ICE and GEO says they can't comment due to pending litigation. For The California Report, I'm Farida Javala-Romero. A disability rights group in
0: Oakland is suing the state to move people out of a Southern California psychiatric hospital that's battling a COVID-19 outbreak. KQED's Kate Wolf has
5: that story. About 115 patients and 150 staff have tested positive for COVID-19 at Patton Hospital in San Bernardino. At least two patients have died. Advocates say that as in jails and prisons, COVID-19 spreads easily in these facilities. But there hasn't been an effort to reduce the population. Anne Hadrius is an attorney with Disability Rights California, which filed the class action suit. Individuals with mental health disabilities shouldn't be left behind in ensuring that we're creating safe spaces for people. Hadrius says they want people to be discharged or transferred to safer facilities. A spokesperson for the California Department of State Hospitals says the department doesn't comment on pending litigation. For the California
6: Report, I'm Kate Wolf.
0: Looking ahead to the fall election, California counties will be allowed to have fewer polling places under a bill passed by the state legislature and signed by Governor Gavin Newsom yesterday. As KQED's Guy Marzorati explains, that could make life easier for election officials struggling to find pandemic-safe voting sites.
6: Every California voter will be mailed a ballot this fall, but Democratic State Senator Tom Umberg from Orange County says there's still a need for in-person voting sites.
3: Because some folks lose their ballots. Some folks, the ballots are destroyed in some fashion. Or they may need assistance because of some personal challenge.
6: Umberg authored Senate Bill 423, which lets counties consolidate voting locations if they allow at least three days of early in-person voting. Opponents say any reduction in polling places will mean less access to the polls. But counties want the flexibility because they're struggling to find voting sites that allow for physical distancing.
4: Counties need our help.
6: That's Secretary of State Alex Padilla.
4: More than half the counties have communicated to my office that they
1: need our assistance specifically in finding new voting locations.
6: Padilla is hopeful that empty schools can be used for voting, and he wants Californians to contact the Secretary of State's office if they can offer space. For The California Report, I'm Guy Marzorati.
0: As activists in communities across the state seek justice for race-based crimes and mistreatment, a group of Democratic state lawmakers wants to remove outdated racist language from property records that formerly prevented people of color from owning homes in certain neighborhoods. CAP Radio's Scott Rod has this story.
1: Faye Wilson-Kennedy has owned her Sacramento home for over 20 years, even though a document tied to the deed says she can't live there because she isn't white.
2: It was surprising, but not surprising. I spent my early years in the South, so I was somewhat used to segregation and people being restricted about where they they could go and where they could live.
1: These racist covenants are not legally enforceable. The Supreme Court ruled them unconstitutional over 70 years ago. But to this day, they remain in the property records of many older homes, often unbeknownst to owners.
2: I think for a lot of people in California, it's kind of shocking.
1: Now some Democratic state lawmakers are proposing a system that removes this language whenever a property is sold or transferred. Homeowners like Angie Gould say the existing process is inefficient. She bought a home last year in Sacramento's Southland Park neighborhood, only to discover it had a racist covenant.
5: I think it had language about... Uh, No one who was not of the white or Caucasian race could live here unless they were a servant. It's just surprising and dismaying that that was there.
1: She worked with the county to get it scrubbed, filling out forms, crossing out the offending language, and having everything notarized. But she believes this process should be automatic.
5: Currently, the onus is on individual people to try to clear out these things on a one-by-one basis and... It seems like something that should be taken care of on a much broader scale.
1: Lawmakers say they'll introduce the bill in the next legislative session. For the California Report, I'm Scott Rodd in Sacramento.
0: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.
4: That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.
0: For the last five months, doctors have seemed unflappable as they confront daily horrors that many of us can't imagine. They've become our heroes, but now they're exhausted. KQED science reporter Leslie McClurg has been talking to some healthcare workers who are opening up about their mental health. After
5: many consecutive months working in the ICU, Dinora Chinchilla was toast. All I saw was COVID, COVID, COVID. I felt like every day was on repeat. She treats patients in LA County. It's the hardest hit county in the state with hundreds of thousands of cases and thousands of deaths. When Chinchilla looked around, nearly all of her patients were connected to a ventilator to breathe. Most were older, overweight, diabetic, and Latino. Seeing how disproportionately COVID has affected the Latino population and being able to be that person for them now is what I always wanted. As a child growing up in East LA, Chinchia dreamed of treating low-income families like hers. But that comes with a big burden. its just It was just so emotional. I, I can't say that I didn't cry often. And the heartache didn't end at work. When Chinchia got home, her two young children ran towards her but she had to run in the opposite direction. How sad is that? Not being able to hug your child when she's so happy that you're home because you've been gone for 14 hours. Chinchia didn't embrace her kids until she scrubbed herself raw in a scalding shower. She's finally taking a month off to reconnect with them. But at the same time, I feel that duty of like, this is my specialty. This is what I signed up for. I have to be there. Victor Cisneros can relate. He's an ER doc in Orange County, another hot spot. His hospital is running out of beds for patients, many from families just like his.
4: I grew up very underserved. I come from a very humble family, and I'm the first physician, first person to graduate like college.
5: He's originally from Mexico, but now most of his family lives in LA. Social distancing has made it hard to
4: feel close to each other. We're very lovey-dovey, hugging, kissing the cheek is a normal thing when you, you know, say goodbye or say hi, you know, and it's like, it was hard.
5: And even harder because Cisneros lives alone.
4: You just feel trapped, right? Because you're in the ER for 10 hours, which are intense, exhausting. It smells. People are vomiting. There's blood. So we used to look forward to coming home. And now you're like, I'm in a couch in front of a screen by myself, it's like almost like you're in jail.
5: Many of his friends don't want to hang out knowing he's around sick people all day.
4: like this, I don't know how sustainable this can be. I, I know for a fact, maybe physicians that are already burnt out, this is probably the tipping edge for them.
3: You know, doctors aren't the biggest help seekers. Suffering is kind of part of the profession to some degree, but people shouldn't be
5: suffering. That's Deborah Marin. She's a psychiatrist in New York City. She directs a brand new program designed to address issues like depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder, all of which are up right now in healthcare workers.
2: The idea is to shore up people's
3: resilience and be supportive of them. They need to feel like they're not in this alone.
5: There's a hotline, a wellness app, and workshops designed to help connect nurses and doctors. It's providing a model for hospitals in California. Marin says the most important step is to ask for help from a supervisor, a friend, a therapist. It's not bad advice for all of us. For The California Report, I'm Leslie McClurg.
0: To hear personal reflections from other frontline healthcare workers about the toll the pandemic is taking on them, tune into this week's California Report magazine or download the podcast. <laughs> And that is the California Report for this Friday, August 7th, a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Katie McMurrin and Danny Bringer. Our producers are Mary Franklin Harvin, Alice Wolfley, and Holly J. McDeed. Our editor is Angela Corral. Our managing editor is Vinnie Tong. Our executive editor is Ethan Lindsay, and our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Lily Jamali. Have a great weekend.
6: Support for the California report comes from Earth Justice, a national nonprofit law organization fighting for the right to a healthy environment. Earth Justice, because the earth needs a good lawyer. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy harnesses the power of people and science to create innovative solutions for a healthy environment, just societies, and opportunities for human achievement.
3: Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners.